Hello, my name is William Toady, retired Navy captain, former commanding officer of USS Indianapolis, former chief executive officer of Spartan Corporation. And the book is From CEO to CEO, A Practical Guide for Transitioning from Military to Industry Leadership. It's my book. Today we're going to cover chapter eight, The Remaking of a Leader. So let's get to it. I opened chapter eight with the story of walking into a meeting when I was a senior leader at a major defense firm. And my boss um, didn't know I was there when I walked into the meeting. And without knowing I was there, uh, made this reference to retired military people as freeloaders. Now I had never heard anybody use the expression freeloader before in reference to retired military members. I initially assumed that he was making a joke. Only after I announced my presence and started probing into that expression did I realize he had not been joking. And it really revealed to me the fact that with some folks around the world, regardless of what they might say to you publicly or to your face, there is a snide, sneering attitude towards people who spent their lifetime in the military. The attitude is almost, if they were really good, they would have been able to get out and do something else. Like, why would they give up all that money by staying in the military all that time if they could have done something else? Now, I tell the story because it's important for you to understand that regardless of what people say to your face, that attitude may in fact exist with some of them. Honestly, I've never heard the expression used since then. That was hopefully an anomaly but it certainly existed with him, and he was my boss. So again, I bring it to your attention. Folks don't understand that most of us serve with altruism, and we serve for the right reasons, not because we simply can't do anything else. And I think many of us have proved that after we've transitioned. And a friend of mine, Dennis Donovan, who was a chief human resources officer for several Fortune 500 companies to include Home Depot, Raytheon, and Service Capital Management, has said that to be successful as a leader, you have to focus on four factors. The first one is building relationships, including with folks who may have unfair biases against you, like my boss certainly did against me. The second factor is learning the business. And remember that one thing I talked about in chapter one, a informed passion to learn. Dennis Donovan independently came with a similar statement that your success will depend on your ability to learn the business. His third thing is collectively setting goals. His fourth factor is delivering on your commitments. Now, in addition to Dennis's four factors, I add a fifth, which is your success will also depend on your ability to learn how to do things differently. And one of the things you may need to change when you transition to industry is your leadership style. Now, people in the military are as different as people outside the military. And a lot of folks come with a variety 
of leadership styles from the military industry, and that's good. There are a few, though, that adopt a leadership style that's a little bit more strident than it needs to be in industry. In fact, I recall that my former boss, the late General Colin Powell, once said that there are still pockets of conscription in the military, and that doesn't serve us well. Some people, even in the 21st century, leave the military from one of those pockets of conscription, and if they don't learn to modify their leadership style, they will find trouble. In, in civilian life, you need to learn how to lead. If you don't already know, you need to learn how to lead, lead in a more coaching or perhaps a servant leadership style. Those will serve you much better. In fact, I tell my folks still on active duty that leadership is hard, but it's even harder when you lead people who can actually quit. And that's kind of a nuance that a lot of folks don't get when they're on active duty. It's also best to abandon any reference to your military rank when you transition out of the military. Now, you've heard me in all of these podcasts refer to myself as retired Navy captain. Let me tell you, I never did that in my civilian jobs. And in fact, the only reason I'm doing it now is to gain credibility with you, not credibility with my civilian employees that I had when I was in my civilian job. Was I, did I have a right to use my military rank in reference to myself and my civilian capacity? Of course I did. Could I have put it on my business cards? Of course I could. Both tradition and law entitle me to refer to myself as Captain United States Navy retired for the rest of my life. The question is, how does that help you in your civilian career? If being former military or veteran doesn't help you, doesn't give you a leg up, in your civilian career, then it just becomes window dressing, right? Worse, it becomes an excuse for bad performance. And neither of them help you in your civilian career. So I say, when you transition to industry, leave your title at the door. If your former rank helps you in your job, that will manifest in better performance. If it doesn't help you in your job, when people hear it, all they'll hear is that person spent 20 years on active duty rather than building the kind of business skills that would help them in their current assignment. And that's yet another headwind that you don't need when you transition to industry. In the final pages of this chapter, I outline several additional challenges you might encounter if you're transitioning as a flag or general officer. Now, the country needs the best generals and admirals that we can get. If you are one of those people and you're realistic about your chances of making general or admiral, I say stay in. But don't stay in because you believe it's going to lead to a better civilian job or better pay. What it will do is cause you to transition later in life and minimize that runway I spoke about in an earlier chapter of the book. You'll have less time to learn the skills necessary to contribute meaningfully to your civilian company. And that could reduce the number of peak earning years you have. So unless you think you're gonna make three or four stars, in which case it's a different game, being a general or an admiral doesn't help you in your civilian career and might actually hurt. 
And in chapter nine, I'm gonna introduce you to some of the differences between leadership and management and how those factors should be understood to accelerate your transition into your civilian career. So see you in chapter nine. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.